Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hello. Okay. <laughs> well, nothing going on this week, this past week. Super chill. Yeah, super chill. You know, regular things coming off of the holidays. Mm-hmm. 2021 um, off to a great start great start looking like 2019 to be completely honest just peaceful and stress-free i saw somebody put um us 2021 is gonna be so great or like thank god it's not 2020 and then they put 2021 and it just had a repeat sign i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) i saw somebody say it's december 37th Oh, y'all are funny. One thing about black people, they're going to make a joke. That part. Um, yeah, so, but we'll, we'll get into the totally uneventful week that's been happening later. So, um, news this week. First off, I want to just flag that we are uh, featured on the latest opus of Triloquy. Um, Period. <laughs> Amari said we might as well call it Classically Trail Podcast. I was like, okay. Why he's so annoying? <laughs> I'm like, at first I was like, yeah, we've been on there a bunch of times. This is our third time on there. But also I was like, we produced, this is our 114th episode. They've done, I think, or something around 82 or 83. I was like, three, well, technically four, because Garrett was over here. Out of that many, grand scheme, it's not that much. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> oh, I forgot they started just, like, just after us. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. not far after. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we over there, we talk about a bunch of stuff. We talk about ISBM um, and the links to the links to this episode and to ISBM stuff will be in the description of this episode. But we talk about ISBM. Um, we talk about veganism. We talk about Sphinx happening this year, later this month. And um, Clubhouse, uh, this new app. By the way, I got my I got some extra Clubhouse invites. So if y'all not on there, let me know. How you get um, those? Do you be on there? Yeah, because I like once you participate and stuff, and I just um, I got more clubhouse invites than I got friends. So, well, then I have friends that are not on clubhouse, but I should say, so. Girl, I went in there like maybe twice, and I was like, yeah. we gonna see. I have to. I have to explore more. Amari yeah. was trying to like encourage me more because I yeah, was cause like, I don't really get it. I get it. Not so- gonna, <laughs> But it's like, yeah, it's weird to me. Mm. It certainly is weird to me. Well, for if anyone who doesn't know what Clubhouse is, it's basically a social media app that's uh, voice only. So, like, you go into rooms. You can make rooms and, and stuff like that. And it's kind of like a moderator setup where, like, you make a room, you're a moderator. You can make other people moderators. And that just gives you certain privileges in terms of inviting people onto the stage to speak. And the reason for that is there are some clubhouse rooms that have hundreds of people in them. So, obviously, you don't want yeah. everybody uh, muting and unmuting their mics and stuff. So, um, yeah, you just do, like, rooms um, and stuff. And you can, like pop into different ones and there's some like super super large rooms and then there's a lot of actually black musicians that have been doing rooms we did one today i just hopped in there real quick because i've been on clubhouse too much but on like it was like a um like it's a series of instrumentalists of clubhouse and today it was like string players and they're doing one for win players later um we did one on that we did one yesterday called porgy and blessed and it was like all the black uh 
string player not not string players instrumentalists and opera singers um and you know we might be having some planning some clubhouse events so uh yeah so it's lit over there if you if you are on clubhouse if you don't have an invite um there is like a waiting list you can like submit and i think if people you know are on there they can like expedite your application or whatever i don't know how that works but anyway uh yeah so triloquy i'm gonna uh link that episode so that y'all can listen to it um oh and i was in another room with this dude. and that's the thing like sometimes they're too big for you to like meet people but i was in actually a pretty small one on it was called what was it called it was called god culture and rap music and it was like some hip-hop artists who were like who were christians and they were just we were just talking about you know stuff um um in that it's like subject matter that was cool um okay so my next piece of news this week uh has to do with uh the lift music fund uh micro grants um these are some grants some small grants that are elevating uh BIPOC student musicians um and the deadline for these to apply for these will be uh Friday when this comes out I think that's a 15th yeah um the 15th at 11:59 Eastern so they're open it's a pretty small like age range and like young so if you have students um as well who can apply for this like I would encourage you to um they're open to US students age 11 to 22 who um identify as black latinx or native american indigenous or first nations um they're they're micro grants so they're up to 250 dollars per awardee um to help offset the cost of studying music um so different things that you can get covered with these micro grants are um instrumental equipment instrument repairs and maintenance lessons application fees um program dues and tuition books and sheet music recording equipment headshots uh professional clothes for concerts or auditions travel costs which not right now but um or music software if you need finale or sibelius or logic or something like that all of that can be uh covered by them they're giving away two thousand dollars per month um in micro grants so you know math um but i will link the application uh for y'all to look into applying for that or to pass it along um and then last but not least dang i'm flying through it uh last but not least um i just wanted to to uh flag something that i that i came across the other day and i don't even know actually i do know how i came across it um so i'm gonna try to i'm gonna tell a story within a story so i don't know how many of y'all have heard about what was going on with the black ips how will i am was like he was talking to wyclef jean about how he was disappointed that the black ips are considered a black group and in the midst of that conversation he was talking about all the success that they've had and how first of all he thinks that because they've had commercial success that they're no longer uh, considered a black group even though there are so many black people that have had commercial success so yeah in in black groups that doesn't make any sense but um he also says well you know when we did you know we've been doing this since i think he said 2004 and that's when people were like, do you hear yourself? Because the Black Eyed Peas has been around since the 1990s. Mm-hmm. And their original lead singer was a black woman. And so he started in 2004 when Fergie, who was white, uh, uh, entered the group. So you're talking about how you're not considered a black group, but you're not even beginning the conversation until you have added a white lead, uh, a white woman as your lead singer. Like you totally just erased 
the entire portion of the Black Eyed Peas where where Kim Hill was the lead singer. So I say all that to say I came across um, New York Times. They do like short documentary things and Kim Hill had one of them. I came across that. So that inspired me to look into more of them. And I came across one called A Concerto is a Conversation. And it's a short documentary about Chris Bowers, who's a composer. Y'all may have known him. He wrote the, I think he wrote the music for Green Book. He did some of the music for Bridgerton. Um, and he also, you know, he's played for the Obamas. He's done all kind of, all kind of great stuff. Uh, I think he composed on one of Kanye's albums. Um, he, it was a documentary, a short little documentary on him and his grandfather. And it shows about like his grandfather growing up in Jim Crow, Florida and like how he built his business and it drew like the connections between um like their lives and it was like a conversation between them and it was just really cool so I'm gonna link that so that y'all can take a look at that because it was a a a really nice like documentary style piece on you know a black composer and just black history in general so um yeah that's my news this week period well, sorry for the intermission. There is a trend going on on TikTok where okay. people will be like, tell me you're a blank without telling me you're a blank. One of my favorite ones is like, tell me a Tyler Perry movie without telling me a Tyler Perry movie. And this dude, this dude <laughs> put himself 98% in the, in the tub and was like... <laughs> You know, you know what movie that is? <laughs> I people need to go back outside at this point because it's the creativity and the trife that go hand in hand is ridiculous. So I asked Delaney, we're gonna do two of these. Uh I asked her first to tell me you're black without telling me you're black. There are a couple of things that I saw that spoke to me, and it's hard because people are so creative on the internet. So first, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say one that I seen that I'm not doing. Um, there was that one that was like, "Yeah, tell me you grew up in a black household, and it oh. just has you sleeping, and it was blasting gospel music." And I was just like, and I showed that to my mom, and she was laughing because if you hear gospel music like that blasting on a Saturday morning. That's just pretend like you could be asleep for as long as you can. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? It's like I have like this. This has been a concept that's been going around on the Internet for like a couple of years now. Like people will do videos with the music playing in the background or they'll talk about it on a, on a Twitter thread. And it's like for me, I didn't necessarily have that experience because my mom did what I guess you're not supposed to do which was clean on the Sabbath. So Saturday mornings, my mom would torture me with errands. That's why I hate doing errands to this day. I literally tap out at one store. Like, I really just be tired. If we leave in the house, we go one place to come back. Um, Sunday mornings is when uh, the gospel music was blasting. And especially, like, I share... I share a um a wall with the bathroom in my childhood home. So, like, it would just be all up in my ear. She cooking breakfast she cleaned the kitchen she's like get up tidy your room before you go to church like that's my experience not the saturday morning thing so it's a little different yeah sunday morning's gospel also because i mean that's what the radio station all the black radio stations are playing gospel music yeah. on sunday um but 
it's also not an every Saturday thing. It's like that's what makes it worse. Is because like you just don't know. Like you if don't she, know. your mom feels like cleaning that morning, that's just what you wake up to. It's very annoying. But <laughs> okay, so um, the one that I was gonna do, and I also stole this one. I didn't say my classical music one though. Is um okay? Tell me you tell me you're black without telling me that you're black, and if you laugh while you're sick, you're not sick no more. And that one, <laughs> it made me so mad because that's hilarious because they will trap you so i had to really when i went to college i had to really get into the habit of not going to class when i was sick because in my house if you did not i'm trying to if you did not throw up basically in the past like 12 hours you're going to school mm-hmm. like i i would take you to school and pick you up if you throw up while you're at school but if you threw up last night you know you might you know it depends on how late if it was like mm-hmm. before seven then you're going to school <laughs> but like so i had to really get into the into the uh habit of not going to sc- school when i was sick um because you get other people sick but if you are sick and your mama sees you laugh or smile or just show any type of like Joy. you're not miserable they'll be like oh feeling better and that's a, a very pivotal moment because what you can't do is like you you have to be very careful what you do with your face after that because you can't like mm-hmm. all of a sudden go back right. to how you were because then they're gonna think you faking it you've been faking it <laughs> and i was just like that's just so they be trying to they be trying to trap you and i just don't think that's fair i was i was talking to nikki about this a couple days ago because it was like me and her said the same thing i never miss a day of school if i miss school from literally sixth to twelfth grade it was because i had a field trip or I went like I missed two weeks of school one time to go to France with school you know what I'm saying like never go in there sick as a dog all rubbing on your nose touching the music stands right and it's like I'm happy that hopefully it seems like that culture is going to change after the pandemic because that's freaking gross but especially like when I got to high school it was worse to miss school because like for whatever reason I, I took all them AP classes you literally miss like a whole chapter if you don't if you don't go so i'm gonna sit there snotting during otello can't hear can't hear can't see you know what i'm saying can't breathe you know what i'm saying but i'm there and also my school had this thing because i don't know if your high school went through this but everybody was in mono like everybody had mono i don't know if y'all i don't know what's going on with eths but everybody had mono and my high school had this thing where you can only miss nine nine absences per class so you have nine classes whatever nine after on the ninth one you automatically fail the class and then you have to go and appeal um you have to go appeal at the um at the end of the semester and you know for gym class i used to work this out i'm like okay i got nine left okay so i'm I'm gonna ditch this day like you have to to stop people from ditching everything and people have to go in and and dispute and stuff i i failed my classes my my senior because of france i have to go back in and dispute it like it's a mess anybody want to go through that you just want to go you finna go you can't breathe gotta go up all these flights of stairs can't breathe you just gonna do it you just gonna do it eyes watering touching everything that's gross no mask on just vibes All right, my first one for that one is tell me you're black without telling me you're black 
that ain't got nothing to do with me. One thing about black people, they go mind their business. <laughs> now, black people do gossip. Okay? We'll say that. But if it's a whole lot of going on over there, black people over here, like, we mind our business. That like, part. that is like, I just don't care. That is that whole thing. Got nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. All right, you got another one? Mm-mm. Those are my only two. Oh, you did two? Yeah. They weren't mine, but I did them. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I have a typical one for my second one. It's who all who all gonna be over there? Like, I ask this at every function I go to. I ask this within a function. If we at gateways, oh, we gonna get drinks. I'm like, who all going? That like, part. I don't. <laughs> don't need no surprises. I ask that every single time. Who all gonna be over there? Who all coming? And especially like me, my big age now, I ain't going to certain people going. Yeah, cool. Okay. Well, break us Next into one. your mind on who? Not you choosing violence. I'm choosing curiosity. I, but we don't do that. Tell me you're a classical music- musician without telling me you're a classical musician. I go to the airport with the strength of Job. Girl. Like, when you when you go to the airport as a classical musician, you got to go ready to fight tooth and nail. Ready for conflict, ready for sadness, ready for sorrow. Girl. <laughs> ready for anything. And you do a, way, a lot more than I do because when I tell you the anxiety of trying, especially flying standby, when you got a viola, <laughs> let me say in the house. Because you checking stuff. That's way worse. There's only, so, it's only so much you can do. That's like, it's like when you drop your kid off at, at preschool and you don't look back. You just like, dang. But when I tell you, once I drop that thing off, I am on my best behavior. I don't care. That that flight could be delayed for six weeks. <laughs> as okay. long as the base gets there intact, it's going to be okay. Like, I know, you know, people be getting an attitude. They be mean to the employees. They whatever, whatever. Mm. I don't care what happens. Delay the flight. That's fine. As long as you take your time putting it in underneath the plane, it's all right. I keep right now. the, 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 I'll be sweet as pie. Now you're based in Nicaragua because you had you want to get a little attitude, right? And, and the other half in Guatemala. <laughs> okay, um, my first one is oh, it's Beethoven's birthday again. Oh, because <laughs> y'all love a good, y'all love a good. First of all, any Beethoven anniversary. Y'all gonna celebrate it. Anniversary of his birth, anniversary of his death, anniversary of his first, second, third, and fifth birthdays, anniversary of him turning the lights on for the first time by himself, his first steps, his first words, his last steps and last words, all of that. (laughs) Literally. I feel like we celebrate Beethoven every month. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm like, what did he do this time? <laughs> no, what did he do this time? I feel time? like he don't even want this. Probably not. 
Mm-mm. Jamaicans have a phrase that says like their ears can't eat grass. Ever since he died, his he- ears not have not have been able to eat grass. Mm-hmm. Meaning that if someone keeps talking about you. Anyway, what's your second one? Well, when I was thinking about it, I mean, I guess I could I could talk about the the first thing that came to mind. Tell me you're a classical musician without saying you're a classical musician. Is I let it in there in in am okay. Never mind. You can go. <laughs> An inanimate object run my life, and that's how I got. First of all, it be burning a hole in the back of your head. Whatever you doing, something else. You not you not doing Literally. what you supposed to do. I be ignoring it though. That part, and then what? That's what brought me to the travel thing. Because there was another thing like this is this is low key. Tell me you're a bass player without saying you're a bass player, but you can't. You're not going on vacation. And what I said that is when I went for, for to France for spring break, my teacher's like, "Oh, so you're gonna have a bass over there taking your bass with me?" No, I'm not taking it with me. No, I'm not paying six hundred dollars to take my bass one way. To France, it's six hundred dollars to take it back, and you're in France. It's also it's different. Like sometimes you gotta make a choice. Like I say all the time, like it's gonna. Ha- and there are many ways in which it's gonna take me longer to get to where I'm going. Like with the amount of stuff that I be doing and the choices I be making, sometimes it would it wouldn't even have been worth. Even if you had all the money in the world, when would you have practiced in France? And to go along with that, you didn't go by yourself. Like you shared a room with your mama, so it's like you gotta make choices. You gotta make choices sometimes. And yeah, I'm just glad I got like I'm free of that shit now because it's just it makes you feel like every time you go somewhere you can't. First of all, you can't bring your base. It makes you feel guilty or like that's just another thing you gotta worry about. Mm-hmm. Another thing you gotta worry about. Another one I had I had a couple in the vault, but I didn't read to the end. So. um so I guess it worked out, but it was it's still more of a tell me you're a bass player is you bring I bring my instrument to the car dealership. And I feel like that's probably I'm trying to think maybe harpists also do that. But like when my mom bought a new car, we had to bring my bass to the lot to make sure uh-huh. that it was going to fit. Yeah, we had to <laughs> we buy a new car unless you're buying a huge car where you know it's going to fit. Dang, like you gotta bring that's it to the wild. <laughs> that is wild. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. There's simply things I do not have to think about. <laughs> the worst I got to think about is is my viola gonna fit in the overhead? And most mm. I hate because I know flight attendants be there every day. Like and I respect that, but babe, like you don't flight attendant with this viola. Like I know it's gonna fit. I'm not. I'm not. It's not a cello. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go back and forth. I just be like, okay, if it doesn't fit, can I just bring it back up? But you have to check it. If I'm like, okay, babe, I will check it if it doesn't fit. And I just slide my jump right in there. I know it's going to fit. The smaller the plane, I don't care. It's going to fit in that joint. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've been working on, like, the I, the, pan, the pandemic and, like, how I felt about and and it colliding into audition season last year has really made me think critically about like what degree of guilt I'm gonna play about feel about the viola. Mm-hmm. Like this thing is not gonna control me. Like my mental health already be teetering, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I really had to unlearn my, my teacher before we went on break, she was like, well make sure I'm like, first of all, I am twenty eight. I would have not got this far if I didn't know how old am I? I'm twenty seven. 
I would not have gotten this far if I didn't know a thing or two about practicing. Like, we got eight weeks off, and all eight of them weeks ain't going to be filled up to the brim with viola. First of all, it's impossible for me to practice in Evanston. I got a couple of days where I was, that's why I had to come back. I had to come right on back because I'm like, I ain't getting nothing done here because my grandma needs something, and it was Kwanzaa, and it was Christmas, and my mama lives in Wisconsin now, and then my cousin DJ was here from Jamaica, don't ask. And then all this stuff going on it's like girl and i'm and did i feel guilty about it not one bit not one bit because guess what that jump was still here i practiced today it was fine and it's like is my sonata where it needs to be where it would have been if i toiled to the no but girl we got a whole semester if you told if you told your grandma get it yourself (laughs) i don't i've done and like people can disagree with me like that i'm sure there's a we have varying degrees of listeners and you know you know i ain't no joseph conyers you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day i'm, I'm gonna get there i don't know when but i'm gonna get there because it's like i refuse to there okay well i don't know about right, it. I, said, you, I didn't mean it like that don't you going sorry. into I the uh what's, what's that type of lake where you go with this you, know, you get the superpowers and stuff girl i'm gonna have to go gather at that uh what's that place uh in the bible where all the people was gathered at so the water can rush on them what's that place <laughs> you know exactly what i'm talking about that you know exactly what the the bath the, the 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 waiting pool that they always gathering on so every like what was it like every 10 years the water will come up and splash on you and you'll be healed that's where i gotta go to get like joseph Conyers. i ain't trying to get there i'm just saying to where i want to be it might take a little bit longer but i have i have made 2020 i have made choices in regards to my mental health i just have and you know what because one thing i'm not gonna do one thing I'm, this, this video is not gonna run me to the ground yeah, it's that's not. what um one of the like classical music influencers, Chloe Trevor, she what she just came back um to Instagram and she said she she hasn't played the violin in, like eight months. You know, like a lot Dang. happened. I think she lost her mom last year, I think a twenty last year, well, twenty nineteen. I think she lost her mom and then her oh. dog who she's had since she was like sixteen and she's like thirty something now. Like she had had that dog for a long, long time you know uh, for like her entire adult life and most of her teenage years so she lost her dog um and her mother and she got married so like a lot going on but mm-hmm. um I, somebody asked her like did you do it because you were injured and she was like no i like i needed to uh take some time to myself and so and i be i just be blocking out the noise like i had someone tell me like well you know you gotta i'm like i gotta what i gotta do what like i don't need that like I know what it takes and I know what I be doing. So, yeah, I mean, I choose my, I, I choose my mental health. That's what I, that's what I do. And it's a new year and I feel great and I got new reps. So we'll see. My last one for this is, um, okay. So why do, why do musicians not lining up with the music in a movie? <laughs> that. I know it doesn't matter to the grand scheme of things, but that really irritates me. That really grinds my gears. They because one, you could so goofy. It look goofy, and it's like you could have you could have hired me. I would have done it, and it's like okay, so I was watching Bridgerton or whatever, and even though, even though, we had a trope that they love using, even though, jump was good, and I I quite enjoyed. I quite enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there was not one scene 
with classical musicians that the music lined up. There was not one. There was not one. And I would like to talk to somebody who's not a classical musician because I'm like, we can't be the only people that notice that because you guys, it's not like, yeah. it's like, yeah, we're, we play and so we know what it looks like when somebody's playing and everything, but I'm like, you can hear and you can see. And I think those are yeah. the only two things that you need to, to see that that's clearly not. If somebody, you can tell when someone doesn't know the words to a song by looking at them. So yeah. it's like... <laughs> But then again, I wonder with Nadia. Remember Nadia when we talked about we talked about her a couple weeks ago when she was like, "This is just sound to me." Like some people just it's just sound to them, or they're not looking. Yeah, yeah. Like I think when we see instrumentalists on screen, we like, "Oh, they got some instrumentalists." Like we're looking, you know. Yeah. So maybe it's just fading into the background. Yeah, I don't be too od with it because. Like, I could watch a movie in peace. I'm not listening to the soundtrack when I watch a movie. Yeah, people are like, oh, all I can hear is the score. I'm like, girl, I ain't paying attention really? to that. <laughs> girl, anyway, the child is coming. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, that's not me at all. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> and to be honest with Bridgerton, I think I, I noticed because of the musicians, I did notice that. But I feel like what also tapped me in to the music in Bridgerton was a, the score itself is amazing. But I looked it up because it was, yeah. But the, what threw me off and I looked it up because I didn't like it. Sandra rhymes allegedly. I don't watch her stuff because I'd be scared. But like scandal was it got too much. <laughs> but um she has a style of using like pop music as string arrangements and that's a it just it's it's weird and it's tacky to me. I got to know where you mind your business and all of a sudden you hear Ariana Grande. It's like wh- why? Like why don't you just it was weird i i don't it's like it, it was weird to me i was like what what is happening kind of ruined the moment for me it's like we already know it's a modern piece because you got black people you got a black person playing the queen we already know that this is modern like i don't i don't know but there we go that's it that's all i have hmm. i thought there was something else i was gonna say about that but i forgot oh well about oh i was gonna say i watched my rainy's black bottom and chadwick boseman did a a good job like you watch the trumpet my rainy's black bottom the my rainy movie with viola davis and chadwick boseman oh um and they they had some musicians that ended it didn't look like they were you know just doing whatever so i wonder what that is because what it seemed to be fair, what it seemed like in Bridgerton is that they were the musicians were actually playing. I will say that they were actually playing, but they weren't playing what was in the thing. <laughs> well, then why did they get musicians that could play? If they could have just played, I, so I'm gonna go back and look at it and see. But I was it was what instruments were they? Like string instruments, okay. and then they'll have. That's like also another thing because there's two things to line up there. There's the left and the right hand, and like in in the Ma Rainey movie, let's see, they had they didn't really show the trombonist very much. They showed the trumpeter because I was Chadwick Boseman, and so it's like the trumpet you can change notes without changing your fingers. So I think there's also like mm-hmm. that part. Um, and there was a bass player and a pianist. Piano is pretty easy to fake, I think, because you can do the angles where like the actual upright part covers your hands and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and then the bass player, you know, he wasn't doing much, but playing the bass line was jazz, uh, like a simple jazz, like accompaniment rather. So they weren't the center of anything happening. Mm-hmm. So he was just, you know, playing 
you know whatever quarter notes um but yeah so maybe when it's like bold string instruments like i remember i watched this movie called a late quartet the movie was actually very sad i cried within the first 15 minutes but i mean the whole movie wasn't sad but the actual like they were playing like i think one guy i i don't it, it might not have been zaguna rising but it was something like that where i just i couldn't <laughs> i just could not i was yeah. like let's be let's be real here <laughs> and it's like i wonder what what goes into that like do you hire someone it, for longer than 20 minutes teach them how to especially when it when the movie is about that like that movie was about a string quartet so like it'd be different if it's like in background or whatever i can see in the budget you're not gonna have a six week intensive on how to do the violin but like the movie is about you playing in a string quartet you should probably look like but also it's hard to put myself in that space i don't know yeah. how difficult or easy it is to interpret those nuances when you just this is a completely foreign object to you yeah so it's kind of yeah and i really do be thinking people just be throwing stuff out because i remember i watched um this documentary on ballet on disney plus and they were doing the nutcracker like the new york city ballet was doing the nutcracker and they gave the children instruments for one of the scenes or whatever i don't know everybody nutcracker be interesting and they were she was like play your play your instrument like focus on playing your instrument and it was like the girl's playing the violin a guitar shaped thing with a bow and it's like okay but um i will say not to be rude or anything but if classical musicians weren't so dense you could just hire classical musicians to play these roles you know what's funny sometimes people will hire like okay so for the super bowl of course we played the instruments that we played but we were obviously we weren't they were what do you call it, like mock instruments mm-hmm. um so not really meant for playing they, they there was no, like no rosin on the bows like that sort of thing because obviously you can't play acoustic instruments on a super bowl stage so um with no amplification so like we were playing the instruments we actually played i know a a friend of mine who got hired to play like in a setting like that it was i think it was for an award show or something like that but she was a violist and they had her playing the trumpet like just like pretending to play the trumpet like so they hired real musicians but was just like grab an instrument like (laughs) so like that's very interesting um yeah anyway that's it i think so all right so um the topic all right so i'm sure everybody has um peeped what happened at on capitol hill um this past week uh so basically some basically uh the president of the united states um incited a riot at the the capital he invited a lot of his supporters to come up from all over the country in the middle of a global pandemic maskless to um overthrow the results or overturn the results of um an election um and so yeah a lot of white people stormed the capitol building and um 
uh, they broke into it, and well, that the was the wild let, part. Yeah, the police will some in some videos it showed them just opening the gates. Just yeah, it was. I was just like, yo, what on oh, God's green and blue? Did you see it happen in real time? Kind of, not really. I was like on Twitter, so like, kind of. Yeah, I was teaching a lesson, so I missed the first hour of it. I just came to my phone and I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, I don't think I came. I don't think I was tuned in from like directly the beginning. Chile and people like it's it's really crazy how many of his supporters like are the police are these people? You just open the gates. First of all, there's so many questions. How did you get into a federal building? I've been to Capitol Hill, like the con- the Congress building. Mm-hmm. I've been there. That junk is fenced off. You can walk up to it, but you can't go up the steps. Like you kept like they have bar- like barricades or whatever like that. What happened to the snipers on top of the roof? Like there was, all, there was a, down there. <laughs> like I know it's not just um, I know it's not just the White House. Like there are mm-hmm. people on top of the roof because the vice president was there girl and and people were saying like they had to have known about this in some capacity which i believe because they've been talking they've been planning this they literally had t-shirts made that said civil war january 6 2021 wow like they they were talking about this and you and the police are in those same circles the blue lives matter circles the MAGA mm-hmm. circles online who were planning this they had to have known to some i, I just want to know to what extent because it's like i feel like how far up the chain like security and that sort of thing goes like i want to know because it's not enough for just the the security guards at capitol hill to know you know because there's still like yeah that's ridiculous and it's like it's nuts like i can't even wrap my mind i can't even wrap my mind around it breaking windows and i feel like people did have to know that the more i think about it it's like how do you if you go into a building that immense, how do you know where Nancy Pelosi's office is? And I guess you could like wander around and find it, but there's so many. Unless I mean, I'm sure they have like a name decal on a thing. But imagine yeah, they like broke it off. It. Some guy oh, was real? in the camera waving it around. That's the guy who who stole her mail. I would need a new office because everything has been sullied. Like you. I feel like you would have to know because imagine like walking to Eastman and find Mr. Taylor's office. It's like anyone can do that, but it's like you have to know where it is because it could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. It could be like you. Where are you gonna start? You think you you might think it's the freaking um the freaking on 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 the first floor. You know you have no idea where that is. You have to someone had to have told you where that is. And yeah, and also, but I also don't know that he was like, I'm going to Nancy Pelosi's office. They were probably just walking around like, hey, here go Nancy Pelosi's office, like. <laughs> Like, cause they just so freaking stupid. They was probably just walking around going to anybody's office because they, I think they should show people's offices being trash. That guy who yeah, stole the podium, you know, he put the podium on eBay for like in this bids up to seventy thousand dollars. I saw last night, girl. How I just, did you even get home with that? This he literally posed full on in the camera with it. I saw it. I saw that picture. What y'all are ridiculous. And the whole world is like, oh my god. I can't believe I'm like you can't believe it because you don't live this every day this is nothing new and I saw it because there was a there was a British journalist who I'm gonna send you I don't know if you've seen 
he was like in there he was in there with the camera crew documenting and everything i said yeah he he talking about us like it's national geographic and he right that's what it is exactly and he was right you, <laughs> you either watch this or watch water buffalo's mate it's all <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a circus this like, is a circus over here and that's why my departure from this com- this this country is inevitable it might not be right now it's not as quick as i thought it was gonna be because the incumbent wasn't reelected. but i cannot live like this this have, go ahead no i was gonna say i have two friends that recently moved abroad and i just can't believe neither of them took me with them girl like it's a lot of ha 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 cute you can't even no 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 like <laughs> I can't the double standards of how it's with the fact that like the police officers are involved with them the fact that they taking selfies that you you disgrace the federal but now I don't care nothing about the United States but you literally <laughs> like that is a sa- that is a sacred building not the whole the whole world for whatever reason looking to you oh my god democracy oh my god oh my god and to see y'all just walk up in there like it's a Walmart like busting through windows scaffolding uh y'all scaling the walls first of all some dude was flying a confederate flag on there i'm like y'all are so stupid like stupid (laughs) someone was like you know how many how many people died so that that flag would never be flown in that building they also they lowered the american flag to put up the trump flag like like it's such a it's such a disagree also one person in the crowd had a freaking georgia flag like the country of Georgia. <laughs> Girl, you cannot make this stuff up. You cannot make it up. It is nuts. I thought God was wrapping this up in 2020. And I feel like maybe he got to the end and he saw us that new year, new me. And he thought that maybe the turmoil of 2020 would have really changed some folks. Girl, 2021 looking, is looking rough. Someone said, what, someone said we ain't even making a week 2022 finna be fire i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> not y'all already looking forward <laughs> not the whole year away but you know what i think the only piece the only piece i found yesterday is one no black people were harmed and two this is not black people's fight we were at the house mm-hmm. they were like for once we not some of us weren't though i saw I some mean, jamal some tyrones over there girl i saw one video of this white dude talking about some fblm chanting you see that what <laughs> are we, we would never be free <laughs> yeah and and we would never be free and i'm like you're literally marching with people there were two of them who reenacted the murder of george floyd on the capitol steps like pose for a picture yeah i'm like i'm like just so y'all know we we tie in the with classical music don't worry but even so even even if we weren't like i just yeah those are the folks that y'all are marching with really and they were like this late because you know i think four people died three of them for medical emergencies one woman was shot um yeah and it was just like hearing the arguments they were like unarmed white woman and they shot her and whatever whatever and it's just like you not, mean un- what do you mean unarmed she armed with whiteness she got part. and that and that just goes to show like y'all were able y'all don't see how whiteness allowed you guys to breach a federal building but just so you know 
whiteness will only take you so far because at the end of the day within that that racial structure there's still class structure there's still elitism Mm -hmm. and just because y'all all all white don't mean they're gonna let you run up on these white folks because these white folks are rich and they're elected officials they are Mm -hmm. seen as higher up on the totem pole than you so that whiteness will only take you so far and they found out exactly what the line was exactly what the line was so and and it's just the the stuff that they were saying like 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 when it's a black person it's oh should have complied but when it's her it's this patriot oh my goodness i just girl what's patriotic about i feel like the conversation is so dense that it's just like you know what i rather i can't i can't do this i rather just go deal with jamaicans i rather or you know what london i feel like it's america light i was thinking about that like i have to leave this country i can't continue with this because i apparently i don't value my own peace and happiness because after all this stuff i was i was like you know what let me tune in to the people them you know what that are doing the um they reconvened at like 10 o'clock last night or whatever right I'm like, let me tune in because surely it wasn't that late it was like at eight central but they were they were out there till like three a.m. Yeah, it was like three forty-five. Wow, I, it was nuts. Pelosi said she got back to her house at five, and I know she was scared as heck. You know what I'm saying? But um, I was like, let me let me see what they're talking about because I'm sure surely after all of that, it's like it should be straight shot. Y'all should be in and out in an hour. Girl, absolutely not. They still talking about we stand with Trump. And I'm like, these are lawmakers who can read. Like, you know what? It's no hope. It's it really And it's just crazy to see people jumping ship like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell, which I gotta tell you something about that after off air. But um yeah, I just I'm like and people are like, Oh, they finally come to the census. No, they come to the census in the in the sense not that they think what happened was wrong, but that they don't want to be prosecuted for treason after this. <laughs> like, that's and if why. that's if that's if they even do it, that's if they even do it. M- M- McConnell, what helped what helped him was um was him becoming the minority leader and all that he did. I'm not gonna. I would never say anything positive about Mitch McConnell. I think he's one of the worst human beings on the planet, mm-hmm. like on the planet. That's why he purple. Okay, but he he was the one he he received fire a couple weeks ago or whatever that was when he said that biden won the election and that's when people do do not turn these people into heroes and that's exactly what the internet's gonna do and i'm i rue the Mm -hmm. day you know what i'm saying because it's like do not turn pants into a hero because first of all good buddy was hiding underneath his desk you think about that when them gun laws come back around when we get another school shooting and y'all had to shelter in place, hiding for y'all lives all underneath the the surface of the earth. That's what some that's what some girl said. Her student, her high school student said it was like, oh, they had to hide behind their desk. I've done that six times since kindergarten. Like pathetic. Like, and we have what? active shooter drills in public school. Well, and they 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 would have gone through all of this. You saw um, you there was a a a video of a congresswoman praying either congress or representative i don't remember praying hysterical and i'm like i bet you that's exactly how them kids at sandy hook felt and y'all will go in there after that 
and still be like, oh, no, nah, we need our guns and stuff. This country's pathetic. And people think that it's so much, like, there's so much, oh, America the Great. Once y'all get rid of the American exceptionalism, maybe we'll get somewhere. Everybody, these other countries look at us like, damn, bitch, you live like this? It's like, <laughs> yes, yes, girl. <laughs> it's a hood. Roll your windows up and lock your doors. <laughs> <laughs> you in a hood now, baby. This is ridiculous. <laughs> America is the ghetto. Ain't no part safe. Looks Ain't so no part. Good. I know Canada is irate. They like, okay, so... <laughs> they they over there trying to trying to secure Literally. that border real quick. Talking about listen, Mexico looking up at looking up at us like nigga. Don't nobody want to come over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm leaving it in. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> but um, at this point, Mexico and uh, Mexico and Canada need to get together and build a wall. Just in case it's in, just just build it go all the way around. In case it's in, this joint is pathetic. Wow. Well, we are tying this into some other recent, well, one other recent event in in the news that has touched the music community, and then we're going to tie it into classical music. Um, So another event that you guys might have seen, um, the jazz, the Grammy Award winning jazz trumpeter Keon Harold and his son were at the Arlo Hotel in New York, um, minding their black owned businesses. And... um, this woman who she's like i'm not white i'm puerto rican first of all you can be both second of all <laughs> the tmz person was like does that excuse what you did and i'm like <laughs> thank you <laughs> um but her name is maya pincetto i think her name is pincetto i don't remember how to pronounce it but um yeah so she's a 20 22 year old woman who accused keon harold jr his 14 uh which is keon she's Harold's 14 year old mm-hmm, 14 year old son yeah right <laughs> remember where um, i'm at i'm on the phone with you okay go ahead <laughs> um, um keon harold's 14 year old son keon harold jr um of stealing her phone so she is like that's my phone that's my phone give it back i need to see your phone show it to me right now and first of all uh big keon was like girl anyway he was like you don't gotta you don't gotta show her nothing like whatever whatever and then it, it hurt to see when the camera turned on the child and he was reaching into his pocket because you know children are so are, are conditioned to you know just follow authority and i just like yeah. i can't imagine if he was there by himself mm-hmm. if he was there by himself yeah he would have like th- that whole that whole situation would have just completely consumed him because nobody else was on his side besides his father yeah. nobody else the hotel manager stepping in on her side talking about well let me just check and see why you need to check and see why do you need to check and see? He just came off the elevator. What are you checking and seeing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? Why can she just? And he was talking about. Pick? I'm trying to settle this. Settle what? We about to get real unsettled. <laughs> this is settled. Like, I just, mm-hmm. you know, um, you are you are allowing her to cherry pick somebody out of the crowd and be like, "Yep, that's it." And now you're questioning this young boy this child and so she continues to tackle him to the ground um and scratch the father and all of this crazy stuff and then moments later an uber driver comes back and returns her phone right listen okay 
this is ridiculous i just can't like what was going through my mind one was just like wow what if he had been alone and not known how to handle that two what if the police had showed up before the uber driver did right like this could have been such this this could have gone so much worse Mm-hmm. so much worse and it just goes to show like there's no it doesn't matter where you at if you want a swanky hotel it don't, it don't matter nothing you know like people can just uh, somebody can just accuse you of something a white person could just come up and accuse you of something and they they in your face about it um and so when we had our conversation with garrett earlier last week about um about um we talked about the sphinx conference and you know this is hosted at a hotel a regular hotel and he was saying like when we had these conferences and these things first of all how much differently would that have gone had it happened while something while an event like that was going at the hotel mm-hmm. <laughs> i could just imagine the look on her face when she looked around and be like oh dang i'm surrounded surrounded <laughs> because something like that, it would get good to get over there it would get good and ghetto and as it ought to because some of y'all can't you can't just run up on everybody like that right tell you one thing for sure two two things for certain you can't just run up on everybody like that you know like um especially not you know a child you know so like i feel like if something like that happened in an environment where there was a bunch of black people around she would not have felt as enabled to do something like that yeah but two, Garrett brought up a good point about us um, holding these these spaces for ourselves within white spaces, like a physical space, like a hotel or a convention center or something, where even though we're holding this space for our, to to convene with each other, we're still in this white space that does not um, respect us and that will police our bodies mm-hmm. um, in a way that's unfair to us. And I think you know um i want to bring this all around to say that these conversations about policing black bodies whether that is the traditional way of policing how we saw was not demonstrated um at at the capitol because our the way we know policing is you know beating you up killing you you know those sort of things um the the but those are the ways that they police black bodies so whether it's in that way or it's through being a karen uh blake or whatever they call the white version uh, of karen um there those are two distinct ways of policing black bodies and those conversations are not inseparable from classical music because mm-hmm. symphonies conservatories um convention centers things like that are all places in which us black cl- classical musicians operate and these sorts of things can happen to us in any one of those places mm-hmm. um and i mean we've all i think a lot of black people have had that with like going to conservatory and you being asked for your id and not um other people and that specific thing has not happened to me one because i'm a bass player i have my my big old instrument on me all the time they can infer that i go to the school yeah I've that well i remember um for me because i have the same thing because for me um, I always had my viola. Like I, when I was at Eastman, I always had my viola on my back. But there was one time where there was an RPO concert, oh and I forgot they what are I was. Breed. Them ushers, they are y'all are volunteers. <laughs> like, ma'am. So I I don't know what I was doing because I didn't have my backpack. Because when I was going to my music ed classes, I wouldn't have my viola, obviously. 
or what i don't know why i was there with nothing on me just nothing i just mm-hmm. had like i just studio mm. i didn't have I didn't, that's what it was because it was late at night like why am i there i had nothing on me and they were like ma'am do you have a ticket i'm like you want me to show you my tuition bill i'm that like you part. picked the wrong black today because i'll get i don't care one thing about me i'm gonna be i'm gonna be ghetto wherever i go you want i can show you my I can pull up my tuition bill you want to see that oh i'm just no i'm like yeah like, my teacher on that stage i'm like my teacher right there on that stage why don't you mind your business so i can walk through this lobby ain't nobody pressed to steal tickets to the rpo girl the rpo no, the rpo listen i ain't sound like i get into the rpo but i'm saying ain't nobody pressed yeah, I'm saying I go to Eastman. Y'all practice. I I can walk into your rehearsal if I want to hit RPO. I've never paid to see the RPO because I can see it for free. I go Girl. here. <laughs> and I uh, know this was at the, at the brink of like, you know, there's a whole, there was some stuff that was happening at Eastman. But I guarantee you my five foot behind can't do nothing to nobody over here. Okay, let me walk through so I can go to my class. Yeah, the RPO, they, the ushers are, are a different breed. They be all up in your business. And when I go through there, because I do have to walk through there, um, if I put my base away after a lesson or something like that, you know, um, walk through that lobby. Um, and, yeah, I just put on my, my best, do not even look at me face and just keep walking because they just, ugh, like, they always, what, what you do? I'm like, I'm not even going anywhere towards the door to Eastman Theater. I'm not even going, like, I'm just in the lobby. I'm just here. Like, <laughs> leave me like alone. Black people, black people go here. You know that, right? And if and all the white people that walk through here, you ain't stopping not one of them. And and yeah, remember the time we were sitting? She was like, "Do you guys have a? You know, the, it's closing. We know what time it closes, girl. We go here. We know what kind of times it close. And then, oh, do you guys have a ride home? You gonna give me one? Leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. Wait, you talking about when we left that restaurant? No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so we talking about so we went to this restaurant and it was like a large group of people oh he was being nice but i was like girl he was also being not thinking that through he was like you guys remember where we parked and we were just like yeah but katie later was like i mean even if we didn't you also don't know where we parked so we all gonna be walking around like car <laughs> car where are you <laughs> it was one of them situations where it was like white people doing too much to be like girl just be normal don't worry i'm not gonna call you racist unless you are (laughs) (laughs) like just be normal yeah just it's okay like (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i feel like yeah this conversation about black bodies being policed in classical music spaces like because it's applicable in so many other spaces and I feel like a lot of times we feel like we in a bubble and it's not applicable to us because we in classical music and no that can't possibly happen but it's like um same thing that happened with uh some of y'all may have seen what happened with Anthony McGill principal clarinet in New York Phil mm-hmm. where he, yeah he came up in I think it was up in, in Lincoln Center and they were like pick up a delivery and there's two things happening there you know obviously them assuming that he was a delivery person which there's nothing wrong with an honest job we don't want to you know uh make make that um you know a thing but also the moment you walk in you already how can i help you and what what like yeah you know that that's what's really jumping out for me is it's like the moment a black person that happened to me at the hotel at sphinx now that i talk about 
think about it last year when we can't when we did our live show and I, I got down there first and it was as soon as I get even off the elevator and I'm walking towards the conference rooms can I help you I said no girl leave me alone it's like i just it'd be different if i was scratching my head and looking around and oh my god where am i and and stumbling and not knowing where i was at like girl i'm walking very intently towards the broom that that i am assigned to be in like i do i don't look lost i don't it's some people they try to they try to disguise it as that um and but any black person that's been to a store will (laughs) can tell you or any store so and like even even like to go further about like policing black like the way we are handled in these spaces as well like we can't black people can i mean like i said like i'm gonna be katie regardless but even like you cannot fully be yourself in these spaces like that's another way and it's, it's done in like little like tiny ways but black people are never really I, you know you could like i would say like when i walk into an orchestra rehearsal i feel comfortable there i'm not talking about in that sense like as a violist i'm very comfortable in these spaces i knew you were gonna do that you're very annoying but like as a black person not necessarily because it's been made clear that these places are not for us that part uh, throwback to the the hair episode that we did um because i know that there are some people who have locks who have afros who have um who have talked about you know people commenting on their hair and 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 either touching their hair or wanting them or or them having dress codes that say no hair that's distracting not since over here got purple hair but i can't have i can't have locks (laughs) girl or wet hair why is your hair wet like what do you know what i'm saying it's like that's it, distracting it, to me what's distracting to me is that so-and-so in the trumpet section ain't got no shoes on that's distracting oh i, I no smell on. like fritos in here like <laughs> never and feet be stanking ain't got no shoes on like that's distracting how about no now how about no funky feet put that in a dress code like <laughs> like y'all really be in these before pre-covid y'all be in these closed quarters with no deodorant on Girl. ain't brush your teeth I should not be able to smell you during rehearsal. That part. So it's like Don't worry about my twist out. That part. It's like y'all it's like these y'all like just I feel like there are certain spaces in classical music where you feel like you got to answer for yourself. Like mm-hmm. you got to prove that you ought to be here and I bring this up. I probably brought this up on on the mics before of like my first week at Eastman where I was like here we freaking go when you go to orientation you go to freshman orientation and they have this session called staying safe at Eastman mm-hmm. and it's basically watch out for the black people like <laughs> that's what they ought to call it because like for y'all who have not been to Rochester haven't been to downtown Rochester where Eastman is at Eastman is a very white space but the surrounding area of Eastman is not it's a lot of black people live around and they always say you know if you see somebody who looks like they don't belong you know who looks like they're out of place like they shouldn't be here and I'm like you are putting and this is this is exactly why things like Karen's exist because y'all put first of all it's a sense of entitlement you think to you know it's to show me your papers type of thing which you Mm -hmm. hear Gary talk about on Triloquy um um it's a sense of entitlement but it's also like it's given to them because you have then given every Eastman student, you have given them permission to, to look at somebody and decide 
whether or not they belong in this building. You literally told them if you see someone who looks like they don't belong to you. If it, I could that could be anybody to me. Okay, I don't want to do my theory test today, so I call my theory professor. He looks like he don't belong here to me. So, and the audacity <laughs> of Eastman to even do that just goes to show. And I feel like what we what we saw yesterday. This is like why I say like not to be pessimistic, but to be like real about why certain things won't change because it's like the audacity of certain people to be in a predominantly black city like Rochester. Rochester proper because we know Brighton is white or whatever Spencerport, but to in the majority black place like Rochester and to have this like almost like a, a ivory tower right smack dab in the middle and you you turn, you going to get you going to let white kids and Asian kids decide who don't belong you don't belong <laughs> this building doesn't belong that part cuz it's crazy cuz I've met people from Rochester who don't even know like what happens at Eastman girl I talk about all, not there's not one of my stories who thought classical musicians got paid <laughs> <laughs> there's not one it's just yeah y'all are giving people you're giving people the permission to decide who looks who who doesn't does not belong here which is just so so dangerous yeah it's so dangerous to do that because um we all know y'all love to weaponize law enforcement and so y'all call the police y'all call public safety over every little bitty thing and um and, I, and it sucks because I, I feel like I had something else to say about this and I, and I lost it. But, yeah, basically, it's a sense of entitlement that, that makes uh, people feel as though they have the right to question your your right to be somewhere. And it's just, like, it's it's very unfair. Because you mm-hmm. know, oh, oh, this is what it was. It's because that's another reason why that's so dangerous is, again, you give, you're giving them the permission to decide what that's like because – Y'all can't explain what you mean. You can't explain mm-hmm. what you mean because you know it's wrong. Because I remember my friend was said that she had somebody. She heard somebody say that, and she was like, "Well, what do you mean?" And they were like, well, "You know, like if they look like they don't." And you wanted them to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah, it, exactly. And she's like, "She's like, but what do you mean?" They're like, "But you, like you know, it's just like that that same thing. Like the voices keep getting higher and higher. You know, like modulating and junk, like." <laughs> just keep doing that yeah and that's exactly what they want like oh i see what you mean and the fact that you cannot put words to that as in i mean these are the signs means that either one you just it's a free-for-all or two you know that you're wrong and you know it's racist and you know what you mean sounds racist so you don't want to say it all out i think i said i said this story on the on the mics before but uh, Mr. Taylor was telling me, I don't think he would mind me saying this, but oh well. Um, <laughs> Mr. Taylor was telling me how, like, he, Mr. Taylor's been in Eastman for a long time, like a long, periodically amount of time, right? And so when he first got there, he was outside, like, um, I'm not gonna say what he was doing, that's his business, but he was outside in the, in he was the on a break. He was on a break, but it was, um, What's he, what's that? Is there a name for that little alley in between Eastman and Java's? I think there is, but I don't remember it. 
so he i was gonna say pneumonia it was literally my high school so it's not that but there there is this play this alley thing so he was just on a break in the alley like sitting on a bench and just so y'all know this has like a little overhead it's not like an alley with like you know like when you picture an alley yeah i'm, I'm not like a law and order alley like <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice it's a it's more of a walkway let's yeah, call it a walkway it's pretty That's big a better. Cause I don't want you to think he just out chilling the alley with the cats and right like no it's like a it's a let me rephrase it it has benches it's um I think a portion of it is covered it's 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 not it's like where the side of Eastman now you can exit out that side like it's mm-hmm. it's nice well he's just taking a break right and he sees uh public safety come up which public safety ain't good for nothing I could outrun half of them and they ain't good for nothing but jumps out of my car. They have jumped out of my shade. car three times. And what? In shade because they, I think after the second time, he was like, see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's all they good for in opening classroom. That's the only thing I've ever used them for. And they were like, oh, hey, George. And he was like, hey, what's up? He's like, oh, somebody said that there was like a strange man in the alley. So he came to go look. And, he, and I was looking at him, but you know, GT's been in class music for a long time, so none of this, none of this stuff surprised me. I'm not built for this, and also I have an attitude, so I just, <sighs> y'all. I think, and last thing I'll say on this, just to, just to, you know, bring it all the way around, like why another reason why it's important for classical music is like yes this can happen in classical music spaces and that's why it's important for us to think critically about what security looks like in these buildings because like they're building a new a new um building in my hometown which is you know predominantly black and first of all the location is right next to the police station which i was like okay y'all um and then I'm just like they're, they're you know coming up with a security plan and it's gonna have all this stuff and I'm like but you also got to think about what is the the visibility if you are in a black neighborhood and you got guards at the door and you know like it's a whole the security desk is in your face and patrol and it, you know it's all of this stuff like you want people to feel welcome here yeah that's pointless I wouldn't feel I wouldn't even want to be here like when they were talking about arming public safety officers I'm like the only thing keeping me at this school would be my mama. Like, I would never, ever be at Eastman if I didn't have to be. If y'all had guns. If mm-hmm. public safety officers, if Especially Paul Blart. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot emphasize enough those. Those ones. <laughs> I just want to be sure I am clear. <laughs> I'm not saying security guards in general. I'm saying the ones at Eastman. If y'all gave Paul Blart a gun, Literally. I just... They I would not like be cylinders. There. So they were like, well, we're going to wait until something happens. First of all, y'all ain't going to do nothing if nothing happens because something happened on Capitol Hill. Y'all ain't do nothing. So, oh, you want Eastman to do something? Not with JMO up there. Talking about, on, let's be real. Talking about, uh, well, what if we don't feel safe? I would not feel safe if Paul Blart had a gun. Literally. So, <laughs> y'all want to do everything but do what y'all supposed to do. <sighs> not yeah, with James. Yeah. James, you know what? All of these leaders are the same. James don't uh incite riots, but 
ain't gonna finish. Which I heard that was a whole other thing with the with the protests going on in Rochester, what people were hearing the public safety officers say about it and stuff. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm glad I'm a better dude. Say what? Yeah, okay. Girl. I'm like, first of all, that blue lives matter don't even apply to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, what y'all do? Y'all sign up for that? Y'all, <laughs> <laughs> I could apply to be one of them. <laughs> blue lives, y'all. That ain't y'all. No, y'all turquoise life. <laughs> if that, <laughs> if that, pick a green lives matter. Y'all, <laughs> not them thinking a periwinkle life. That's they don't even. They don't even have y'all. Don't even on your uh. At least in Britain, they give their police officers a baton. Y'all, do they even have that? Say. Y'all can't even hit nobody. Uh, I came across. <laughs> <laughs> I came across a um a video of you know how sometimes the people like the people be trying to hand out the the little Jesus things on the sidewalk Mm -hmm. and one of those guys he was a little he was he was a bit much and was videotaping the one on uh, Gibbs and Maine mm -hmm, and he was and he was yelling at people and stuff saying you're going to hell and everything like that so of course you know somebody called public safety. And so he had the public safety officer on video and he was saying, I'm not doing nothing, y'all. Like, I'm just standing here as a public sidewalk, whatever. Um, even though public safety jurisdiction does extend to the sidewalks outside of Eastman, by the way. But um, sure that's the, how the sidewalk is Eastman. Yeah, that, right. Because it's not like it, it extends to adjacent sidewalks and that's not even adjacent. It's like literally on the street. Um, but as the public safety officer was walking away, he was like, yeah, fake cop. <laughs> <laughs> And then the guy turned around. He was like, "What?" And I'm like, "You see, you should keep walking away just because you turned away. around. You couldn't do nothing. So, like, like you ain't even got a baton because he, you had to turn right back around after he repeated it to your face. So it's worse. Like, man, I used to be driving in Rochester, being a little bit too fast. Like, ooh, shoot, shoot, shoot. I'm like, oh, it's public safety. Like, y'all can't do. <laughs> oh my god, freaking public safety. But you know what? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, that's all I got to say on that matter. I mean, what's on the next for next week's episode to see how the alien invasion goes? <laughs> yeah, girl, we coming out here. We on Mars. Um, <laughs> they let us use they, they let us use their laptops to record the episode. Shout out to Bloop Bloop Blorp. <laughs> I mean, at this point, the aliens ain't coming no more. Why would you want to go to the center of the hood? <laughs> well, in the midst of all this, we still got black people doing excellent things. So, also, I was looking at like how many representatives are from each state. Imagine being as big as Montana is and having one person from there. Ain't but one person that live over there. <laughs> It's like, I feel like that's not fair. I feel like you should just, like, I, you can't tell me they get taken seriously over there. It's like Manhattan, I mean Manhattan, you hear me? Montana has one, Wyoming has one, and like, I think Maine or Vermont got one. That's fair. It is fair, but it's like, when you go over there, like, you think you think that's supposed to know your name? Oh, actually, Maybe. Maybe. Cause you the only dude from Wyoming. Yeah, maybe you got a problem. Actually. That's who you go to. 
Yeah, maybe she do know your name, but your state, you can't tell me everybody know your state. Got like 53 of them gents. Yeah, but people know the, the prominent ones, the ones that actually do stuff, like Maxine Waters. It's my district. Mm. So, like, I know my district people. I know, but then also in, in adjacent districts, like Barbara Lee as well, you know, the black women. Girl. I've never known this much about what's going on, ever. But I have been abreast. You hear me? It is crazy. Anyway. Moving on. Mm-hmm. It's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props. So there's room for everyone at the top. We're talking about the money. Uh, so this uh, week's Black Excellence came um, as a suggestion from my mother, actually. Um, okay. Yeah, so the this and I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly and I don't have a ton of information on him, but we're doing it anyway. His name is Nanli Duverly. I hope I'm saying that correctly. He is a Haitian flutist. Um and he is, as far as I know, a self taught flutist and he um posts videos and things on his YouTube and his Facebook and I'll link all of that below so that you guys can see that he plays a lot of uh jazz. He also sings uh some um um but he does jazz and classical and he just uh founded the the nonly sorry uh doverly flute academy in haiti um so yeah so i'm gonna um link some of his socials um and his youtube you can hear his work see the stuff that he's doing over in haiti um and support it um he has some like he's like organizing concerts over there and stuff like that so um yeah i'm gonna link his stuff because like i said i don't know a, a ton um just of what i've gathered from his socials um but yeah period shout out to him my mom is you know loves his videos and stuff you know she loves the flute so shout out to him well my piece of the week is the view times for y'all listening out of that joint hit we were talking about that on clubhouse today oh for real Mm -hmm. piece is lit does this thing it's unbalanced first movie is like 11 minutes then the second movie is six last movie is five but it's lit and i was i'm having a good time so that is my piece of the week period we good mm-hmm. thanks so much for listening to classically black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at classically black podcast if you have a piece of the week suggestion a black excellent suggestion or intermission suggestion no one ever sends intermissions send the intermission that'd be cute classically black podcast at gmail.com don't forget to check us out on our website at classicallyblackpodcast.com. Join ISBM if you're black. Follow us on our socials at ISBM. At what? I, I black musician. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that time when you was like, yeah. Uh, what did you say? <laughs> ISBM.com. And I was that's not it. <laughs> and you know what? That time, I didn't even catch that. I was in the days. So... <laughs> Follow us across all socials at IS Black Musicians. Visit our website to donate and join ISBM at isblackmusicians.com. Not the question so mark. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Arrivederci. Okay. May the peace be with us. I guess the revolution is televised. Okay, bye, y'all. <laughs>